right after Stronger Business, man. And this was an agonizing thing for me. And I was like, I spent like tears, man. I'm walking down the road and just crying, trying to figure out. I mean, in all serious, I mean, <laughs> yeah. one day walking with Kim and just like broke down weeping, man. Like, like embarrassingly so, right? Like just tears. Like, and I'm like, I can barely hold my composure. But realizing for me that the that the the time at Stronger Business from the level I've been at it was was needing to come to a close because of some of the other things we talked about. You are listening to the final episode of the Stronger Business Podcast for 2022. And on behalf of the entire Stronger Business team, we just want to say thank you for choosing to grow stronger with us this past year. Semi Sonic once said that every new beginning comes from some other beginning's end, and it's in that spirit that I turn it over to our hosts, Josh Melton and Chad Brown, for one last time in 2022. Welcome to the Stronger Business Podcast. Today, you are listening to the last episode of 2022. We are in the studio with just the two of us, Josh. Just and, the two of yeah, us. Yeah, Josh and Chad bringing it to you <laughs> to close out the year. I have no idea why I'm talking like I'm some Motown DJ. I but. sound good, man. You sound good. <laughs> All right, my man. 2022. We're shutting it down today. Has it been a win for you? What's it look like? Absolutely. Heck yeah, it was a win. How about for you? Best year ever? Most challenging year ever? You know what? It's funny. So I said for like three years in a row, I was like, this year was the best year ever. This year was the best year ever. This year was the best year ever. This wasn't the best year ever, but it was still a good year. Yeah. It was still a good year. Yeah. But a lot of that for me is more so like, I felt like I made like some really good strides in multiple areas the last couple of years. And then this year, I was like, I did in some areas, but not as many maybe as the year before. So I'm like, oh, okay, I want to like up my game a little bit more for 2023. But still, as I'm saying that, not the best year ever, but still a freaking awesome year. It was great. Heck yeah. And it's interesting because I kind of feel the same way. I feel, man, it was so easy. Even, I mean, this is very selfish to to say because I know a lot of people went through a lot of struggles. But even like through the COVID year. Uh, or COVID years, I was like, yeah, it's the best year ever. You know, mm-hmm. we leveled up in these ways and stuff. But 2022, it's there's been a some massive wins and some really awesome changes and huge things taking place in my life that's exceeded my expectations in a lot of ways. But I will say it's probably for me, by far in 42 years, my hardest emotional year I've ever been through. Mm-hmm. Just a, a lot of things have happened and changed and gone on and good obstacles to face and things to overcome and nothing bad has taken place. There's been way more good than bad, but there's just been some hard things to navigate. And I guess that happens when you start going through periods and seasons of change or yeah. doing different things. And so we've had a lot of I've had a lot of transition this year. You've had a lot of transition mm-hmm. in some different things. You've intentionally transitioned uh, from trying to quit some stuff, right? Absolutely, man. I, I, we talked I've talked about this before on the podcast, but I had a conversation with Dr. Natasha Ganim, who's been a you know frequent guest of Stronger Business, and she did some coaching with me. And in one of our coaching sessions, we were talking about some different things I had going on. And this was in this this conversation I'm, gonna refer, I'm referring to, by the way, happened in 2021. So this is over All a right. year ago. Yeah. And we're having conversations, and and I, she she says, Josh, I recognize with you that you don't like to quit things when they're hard. So like. And so it is. It's kind of like a 
it's probably a good thing in some realms and it's probably bad in others, right? It's a strength and a weakness. But I'm like, well, this is hard, so I don't want to quit it because it's hard. Like, I don't want to seem like I'm copping out, right? Or like I'm a, yeah. I'm whatever, whatever, whatever negative term you want to put on it. I had this idea that like, well, man, if something's hard and you quit, that's weak. That's probably the best way for me to say it. And she's like, well, let, let me reframe it for you. The hardest thing for you to do is to quit something. So actually quitting is harder for you to do than the hard thing. Than the hard thing you refuse you to quit. You don't want to quit. Yeah. And so so you're actually not doing the hard thing. She, she's like, and here's what she says. You're being weak said, by keep doing the hard Basically, thing. Basically, she didn't tell me I was being weak because she's just not. She's, you know, she's blunt, but she's also nice. But she did say the hardest thing for you to do is to quit. So you're trying, you know, you're not quitting the quote unquote hard thing, but it's harder for you to quit. So what you really need to do if you want to tackle the hard thing is you need, you need to quit that this thing that you think is hard. I feel like this is some word version of quitting of me, like looking in the mirror of a mirror and I just keep seeing a lot of mirrors of me looking in the mirror. <laughs> I made Kate you take a picture quit. of me one time. You need time. to quit quitting to quit, quit, to quit, to quit the hard stuff. Oh dude, an infinity picture, right? It's like you just keep, you're the, I made Kate take a picture. Here's the tax shelter. I say, hey, Kate, take this picture. I'm going to make, I'm going to do this thing called reflections. You know, so it's like this ongoing reflection. It was an awesome moment. I'm sure she loved it. Anyway, Natasha says that, and she's like, but, but Josh, like, I know you're not going to, so I'm wasting my breath. But, you know, you should probably quit. Well, man, as you're saying that, Chad, dude, there was this piece for me where it was like, it's like I knew she was right, but I didn't know how to, it's, it still like crushed my soul at the same time. It yeah. was just like, you know, you know, like mind blown, kind of not in a good way, like overwhelmed, like just the wires are just all smoking, dude, you know? But with, with that, I knew she was right when she said it, and I and I knew well, I don't I don't know if I can quit or not. Like, I, I don't know, right? But, but she she did shine a light for something for did me. You, did you know what you wanted to quit, or do you like, man, I got a bunch I need to quit, and I just don't even know where to start? Yeah, there was one thing in particular that like I was really struggling with. Yeah, and you know, as a business I was in for a decade, I just needed to get out, but I just I couldn't get myself to get out because I felt like I was just getting out again because it was what I'm just quitting because this isn't enjoyable. Yeah. yeah. Talking to rational people, by the way, they're like, all right, so you're involved in something you didn't like at all, but like you wouldn't let yourself get out of it. It's like, that's, why well, would you do that to yourself? Because after 10 years, you still don't like it, yeah. but you're still staying in it. <laughs> but a lot of entrepreneurs are like, well, I can kind of get it, you know, because they we just do stupid things. But yeah, so there's, there was that as primary. That was the biggest thing. But the, the there was a, a further realization in it for me in that there were other things in my life where I wasn't putting forth enough effort to win or to succeed. Mm, right? Yeah. But I wasn't quitting. Yeah. Like, oh, I can quit. Like I could still put the effort in. So I got all these, you know, like open loops, so to speak, or these all these loose ends hanging out there. And all of those things, you know, they weigh on you. Like you have a you have a price to pay even when you're not active in something, as long as there's that thing saying you should be. It's like when you take work home that you're not gonna do. Or you take work on vacation with you, right? It's, it's like, like a burden or like a weight yeah. on you that you can't ever get off. Most yeah. people are going to take work on vacation. It's not bad enough where you really like make any drastic moves or you don't take it home, but yeah. it's still just there all the time. There's yeah. just these times, man, I think for all of us, we go on vacation or we go home and we take some work home with us. And sometimes we do it and sometimes we don't. But it, but the work's there with you telling you, you need to, hey, you need to do this work. That's when my work bag's on the floor, by the way, like in the room on vacation and I like refuse to make eye contact with it. I'm like, I know what's in there and I don't yeah. know. It's like, but that's the truth. That's what they talk about. They're like, look, just stop taking work home. 
like, you know, 90% of the time, most people ain't going to do it, but they're taking this like monster home with them that's sitting there the whole time saying like, you're a loser, come over here and get me. Yeah. But, you know, all that being said is that it did help me to see that there were like a lot of open loops in my life. There were a lot of loose ends that were just draining me emotionally. And mm-hmm. there were things that really I should just, you know, I should cut ties with, but I just didn't have the, probably the courage to do it is probably mm-hmm. the way to say it. Uh, I just, for whatever reason, my emotions are wrapped up and I struggle with this. But but that was a realization for me in 2021 that she gave me. I knew she was right, and it took me months and months and months. But um, I got to a point where I intentionally quit something. And it was the thing, it was the, the, the big rock that was I needed to put down. I was able to put that down. And man, it was way less painful <laughs> than I imagined it would be. Way less painful <laughs> than I imagined it would be. And it's like the price of holding on to it was so much higher than the price of putting it down in all in every single way you can imagine financially, emotionally, relationally. It was like once it was dead and over, you know, it's like, I'm okay. I'm like, I'm intentionally ending this segment of my life. There was so much freedom that was there, you know? All right. Let me ask you this. Let me just try to put it in a comparison that maybe relates to something other people can understand. So, this happens to me a lot. I'll have this this work project or something I need to deal with or a phone call that I need to make. It's not going to be a fantastic phone call. Um, it will, like, sit here and, like, weigh on me. And a day goes by or three days go by a week, and it just gets this, like, huge looming, like, weight of, like, God, I got to do that. God, I don't want to do that. And it just turns into this whole big deal you think about, like, every time you have a free moment, like, I need to do this. I don't want to do this right now. And then every single time when you do it, you're like, God, that wasn't so bad. I wish I'd done that two weeks ago. Oh, yeah. Is that the equivalent of like on a whole larger level? For sure, of, man. Of the I feeling mean, of they talk about it with firing people. You know, as business owners, we don't like to fire people, and a lot of times that will create stress and anxiety in a in a uh-huh. leader, manager, business owner's life. Is that they think about all of the negative aspects of firing, how will it affect the team? How will it affect this person financially? Is the conversation going to go bad? And I think I, I might, this might be the wrong uh, phrase they use, but I think they call it the 32 hour effect. And it's like, Hey, like day and a half from now, you're going to be so grateful. And so like, you're going to feel so much freedom that you did that. Ooh. Now for the, after you do it, you know, the first, the day that you do it and the next day, like you're going to feel the stress of it. But like, man, two or three days later, maybe 72 hours. I can't remember what they say, but basically it's that idea that you're, you are going to feel a little stressed out from having had this conversation, this decision, but in just a few days, you're going to feel tremendous freedom from having done this thing that you probably should have done before. Right. I think about it, you know, putting it in, in, in the terms for us entrepreneurs, uh, put in a financial term. If you buy a, let's say a real estate property and you, you know, man, I bought this thing, Chad, I put a hundred grand into it and man, I'm losing a thousand dollars a month right now on it, but I can't get, I can't let it go. You're like, cut your losses. Let it go. Let it go. But you're like, I can't, man. I put a hundred thousand into it. You're like, yeah, but you're, every month you wait. Yeah, you're you're about to put twenty more. Yeah, like, hey, man, yeah. we're having this conversation yeah. two years from now. You're gonna be saying the exact same thing, yeah. except you're gonna be saying, I put one hundred twenty-four thousand into this thing. You know, so I think it's just that that idea of being able to 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 cut some things out. And they don't. By the way, as I'm saying this too, they don't all have to be losses. So, you know, sometimes in business. We got a category, an area of our company, and it's like, hey, you're actually profitable in this area. You know, you're making 10% profit over here. This is a good thing. But maybe it's, you know, taking a lot of resources to get that 10% profit. And you have this other area of the company 
you enjoy more, there's a higher likelihood of scaling it. There's a higher reward on the other side of it, and you're already making 20% profit on it. It's like, well, I don't, I can't get rid of this thing. I'm, I'm profiting 10% over here, Chad. I can't get rid of this. You're like, yeah, but if you dedicate those same resources over here, you're already making 20% profit. Like, it's, so it's moving from a good thing, something better. And we do have unlimited, we don't have lim, unlimited resources, right? Like we're, we're finite. We are limited in our time. You and I would both say that's the, the thing we recognize now, both being, you know, in our 40s is that our perspective on time is much different than it used to be. Because mm-hmm. you can kind of see like, there's just all these opportunities for things that we can invest our time and effort, energy, money into. But we recognize our time is, is limited. So we have to be, you know, choosy on that. So I think, man, for me, 2021, um, I learned that lesson. 2022 has been a, it's been a good year. Again, I wouldn't say it's been the best ever. I've had to make some hard things. And, and some of those hard things have had a huge value-added upside to it. But they also are very difficult, hard things. And so it's like, I'm grateful right you know but at the same time I was like you know they kind of sucked to make those decisions but I, but I was better on the other end from other side of it from doing it how about you in regards to that you know like if we're looking back at the, just our past for me and you personally this year uh, in our personal and our professional lives are there any things like that for you that stand out of like hey this is some of the tougher challenges that make it where maybe this year wasn't your best year ever but still again you're grateful for the challenges you faced yeah absolutely and, and uh, I, I contributed to really pushing yourself to continue to getting uncomfortable, pushing the limit of like leveling up. If you level up every year or every month or every season, if you continue to push yourself on whatever level of how you want to deem success or what you want to be involved in or what you want to accomplish, it gets – what I feel like I've experienced this year, and it sounds like you have too, is it, it gets tremendously harder emotionally – to do that and to make those decisions because there's a lot more good things that you got to get rid of to go after great things or there's a lot more uh, exposure or decisions or things to make that have a lot higher consequences and so that's that's what 2022 is like for me I feel like I have planted the seeds in 2022 that is going to tremendously change the trajectory of my life but it has been really freaking hard and challenging doing that, coupled with some personal stuff mixed in that just, you know, makes it a lot harder when you're when you're pushing yourself on the business side or you're pushing yourself in, in other ways. When other things start coming into the picture, it just all starts to get uh, tough from an emotional standpoint. And, and for me. There's a lot of things happened this year that will, I think, will be the best things that ever happened to me in my life. I think this is a year of transition where I look back and like, this is the greatest year I I ever had in potentially my my life. Um, I transitioned out of a partnership and a tax firm uh, and ownership of something I've been a part of for 22 years that I never dreamed I would transition out of ever. I thought being with the tax shelter is something that would uh, be a part of my life for 50 plus years. And here, 22 years in, I figured out, Hey, the things I want to do and the places I want to grow don't line up with the places my business partner wants to build Mm -hmm. and and he wants to grow. And you couple that, we, we'd build a bit of a monster of been very successful in growing the company, but almost grown it to our detriment. We were serving every type of client, every type of way. And, had grown to 4,400 clients with a 
small team trying to service and manage that and it turned into where it was owning us instead of us owning it we're like hey we got to change this and and when we tried to niche down and tried to make changes that's when we kind of uncovered we asked ourselves some hard questions asked some hard conversations and figured out the type of client and type of business my business partner wanted to own and I wanted to own was completely different so uh-huh. we made the decision to to transition and um and me transition out and open a new firm and a completely separate uh, operation and serve a lot less clients. So there was the emotional side of getting out of a practice that I never thought I'd ever get out of to building and starting something new from scratch, um, which takes its own emotional and Mm -hmm. physical and financial toll. It's, um, It's also letting, man, a couple of thousand customers that's been with you for 20 years know you're not serving them anymore and that's jesus that's the hardest piece that's something that's that, that's been something for you and we can because i know we've talked you know in our yeah private conversations this that particular part for you is has held you back from making this decision for mm-hmm. years yes. we talk about like your time and how to re you know realign it you're like man i the guilt i've been doing their business their, yeah, their taxes for 15 the, 20 years i can't like Man. I, can't do, I can't move on from those guys. In fact, you're saying, if we're saying this, this is funny. You'll like this. Sam. So Chad and I have this guy that's, <laughs> he's worked within the cleaning company and he's just always been around. His name's Sam. And Sam's awesome. He's hilarious. But like, he came by the other day, look here, looking for you. Uh-huh. And he's like, they're like, Chad's not here anymore. And he like calls Kim. He's like, hey, where's Chad? He's like, I got some tax stuff. I got, I bought a house this year. I bought a car. I got some stuff to figure out. <laughs> so I had to give Sam your number. I don't know if you're doing Sam's taxes anymore, but uh, either way, uh, he's going to be calling you. So, but no, it's funny though. Cause again, that's like a relate. You've been doing Sam's taxes forever. Yeah. Sam, you got a long-term relationship with Sam. Um, it's, you know, it's not, I say it's not just professional. You know I'm saying it's, it's it, he knows a lot of people that you know in mm-hmm. regards to all these things. And it is difficult to be able to say, Hey, I got to stop from this professional relationship or this personal relationship to pursue a different one. That's for the best. And saying that too, man, I think that this is this is cool with how it goes. It's really easy for people to just talk about why they left something and and they and want to paint the other party poorly, right? And it's, you know, it's, in your situation, it's like, look, there's there's obviously things that would be frustrations in a business model if you want to do something different as partners, but like it don't make one person right and one no. person wrong or one person yeah, good. Yeah, not at all. Bad. This isn't like one person's got to wear a white hat, one person's got to wear the black hat. It's like, no, there's just, there's some differences and it's in both parties' best interest to dissolve that that tip, the, the, the current situation so mm-hmm. they can both chase what they both what they want. Do. want. You want to show up and love what you do every yeah. day. And when you're, when you're not, serving or growing the way you want to, you you show up and do work every day. You don't show up and love what you do. Mm. And I think that's the, there was a lot of pushing and pulling in both of our situations of we, and it's our own fault. It's, it's primarily, I hold most of the responsibility. We grew a monster that we didn't realize until it was almost too late of like, Oh my God, we built something kind of comes back to knowing what you're building and who you're serving and why, like we didn't have a why we didn't have those conversations. Mm -hmm. And so we just didn't know to have those conversations. We were like, how do we grow? How do we make money? How do we serve clients? And before you know it, you're serving everybody and everything and all aspects. And 80% of what I would, I do for my job every day, I didn't like, Mm -hmm. I love 20% and I just white knuckled to 80 
And the same thing on, on my business partner side is, you know, we're both tremendously successful in what we're doing and love serving clients and love helping, but not necessarily loving showing up every day. And we figured out what I want to build for me to show up and love what I do every day and for what he wants to show up and love what he does every day. That's two different businesses and it's two different models. And that's the reasons we're somewhat so dysfunctional. We've kind of always known that, I think. So we just built both under one business umbrella, Mm -hmm. which means... You can't systematize anything. Yeah. You can't hire and train people quickly. There's a lot of things that come with negative consequences when you grow it to 4,400 clients and the wheels are starting to fall off because you can't implement those uh-huh. things. Where I'm like, hey, let's let's look at splitting this thing up, listening each in different directions. And we know for each of us, we're not competing. We've got two completely different businesses and models we want to serve. We, we know who we want to serve. We know how. And so it becomes just fun. You show up, you do what you want, you know how to train people, you know how to systematize things, you know who your customer is, you know who to say no to. That's a, I didn't say no for 15 freaking years, uh-huh. and this is the result of that. So for young entrepreneurs, saying no in the beginning to the to the wrong clients or the wrong projects or the wrong work is, good grief, so much easier than having to unwind some of the things, you know, we, we've been through this year on, on transition and... And then for me, it kind of it spills over into the spouse side, relationship side. Lauren walked away this year uh, from her career. She's she went to college. She went to medical college. She spent 15 years of advanced certifications in the medical field, and as as was the top of her career, she's one of 400 in what she does, and I mean, reached the pinnacle and. To walk away from that, to walk away from so much education, from so much specialization, because it she didn't love what she was doing anymore, and the entrepreneur side, and the business side, and things we're doing, and real estate things we have going on, it it made sense. Plus, there was a huge desire for her to walk away and do something different. So, for the first time in our lives, we lost that like stable W two job, mm-hmm. at least on one of our sides, and for both of us to make a big transition all in the same year, coupled with, we went a little crazy on the real estate side. Um, I think this year we took on about $4 million worth of debt in rental real estate, which is a pretty massive undertaking for both of us to quit our jobs and pretty much go a completely different did you, direction. Did you talk to your accountant about that before you did it? <laughs> we, <laughs> a lot of things I put in motion <laughs> before I had any idea we were both going to walk away from oh, yeah. our careers and jobs yeah. and do something completely different for both of us. So, uh, and, and again, that's where I say like everything in our lives was really good. Everything in our lives was, I would classify, I'm an optimist, I would classify as great, but, I, but we both recognized bigger opportunities and smarter decisions. And so there is not a single thing this year that we transitioned out of or changed that was negative or that was a bad thing or something that was that was a, a pain point. It was things are really freaking good, but I see a way to make them better, to yeah. level up even more, to be greater. But, man, to do that uh, on, on so much in one year, we kind of got out in front of our skis, and uh, it now I feel back in control and feel really good about it. But it was it was eight months of some pretty heavy lifting, and for me, some sleepless nights, which never happens. I don't know that I've had that emotional toll in twenty years. 
Well, a lot of stuff going on. And, you know, as you're saying that stuff too, you know, one of the things that I want to point out is that a lot of times something is hard, right? So it's like, hey, here's a situation and it's, it's difficult. There's some challenges. So there's a level of frustration that's there. That doesn't mean it, that doesn't mean it's bad. And when you leave something, if it's just, you know, sometimes you do say, hey, this is harder than it should be, or this is, this is hard. And again, my situation, I'm like, hey, this is hard, but, and there's a better way, right? So there's, there's some things that I should move on and do over here because of the path, I call it the path of right resistance, right? It's like the path of resistance here is harder for me for a variety of reasons. Sometimes it's, maybe it's just something you're not good at. Sometimes it's just because you don't care. Like, you don't, I don't, my desires are just not there. Like this is just, just, I can't get myself to give the effort I should on in this lane because it just doesn't resonate with where I want to go in the future. And more, and this does over here, but I'm, you know, kind of, over here, right? So where do I go? And so it doesn't make the things bad or good again. It, you know, sometimes it's hard and sometimes the hard is like something you just embrace it and you continue to persevere because it is in line with, you know, hey, I got to climb this mountain to get to that summit because that's where I want to go. I want to see that view. And then sometimes it's, Chad, I don't care about seeing that view. It's like, all right, well, quit climbing that mountain. Like there's no glory in climbing the mountain to see a view you don't want to see just to say you climbed the mountain. So I think, you know, both of us can see those things. And you talk about the relational challenges or say challenges, just relational changes with just how your life's changed. Right? Lauren's walking away from a yeah. job she's been in for 15 years. It's like, oh, well, that relationship changes a little bit because that person's situation, life situation changed. And for me, man, as a, you know, as a dad, I got one that'll be 13, which is crazy to me in a, in a week. I have a teenager. And then, God, that's nuts. It's crazy. It, Man, it's, it's, it's just it's, don't even seem possible. It's yeah. wild. So I got you know 13, I got 11, and I got a 8-year-old. And, man, they're, like, involved in all the sports and stuff. And so when five years ago I had time to invest in this or this or this, well, now my kids are older, right? And, like, you only got them for a season. And so there's some of these things for me really this past year that I was like, I got to move on from that. I don't, I don't want to, but there's something greater over here. And with, for me, my relationship with my children and being able to be engaged and involved in some of the things where they, they have the capacity to, to get developed and be great at, I knew that I needed to make some changes and challenge, or changes and transitions to move and to be more focused on that. And, and going back, so for me, the past, you know, when I was in high school, I was like, I, and my kids, my son's age, I was like, I want to be a history teacher and I want to be a coach. Cause I loved both of those things. I just, I loved history. My brothers made fun of me when I was little. Cause like, and I was like first grade dude, I was reading, I have a brother that's nine years older and a brother that's four years older. And I would like be reading their history books from their classes, you know, and there were three and whatever, eight grades ahead of me. And they, they made fun of me. They called me honest Abe, you know, in front of me, like liking history, but uh, I loved history and I loved it in school. And I, and then coaches were so impactful for me in my life that when I was in high school, middle school, high school, I was like, I want to be a coach and I want to be a teacher. And that coaching thing, when I got to college, I realized the teacher part, I was like, oh, this, this path of education to be a teacher, I didn't really like the, all the stuff they had to do. It seemed like the path of, it wasn't the path of right resistance for me, Chad. I had too much stuff going on. But, you know, the coaching thing never changed. Um, I always liked leadership development. I found myself in environments where there was always mentors present, and there was always a push in my heart to be a mentor be a coach and I've coached like kids for or kids sports, you know, from like rec league, the Y stuff like that for years. And so part of the you know, thing for me going into really the next year, 2023 is being provided the opportunity to do some more like coaching with my kids sports. So I get turned into where I was doing, you know, three, four, five nights a week of coaching kids sports or having games. And it's like, well, you gotta, that was something you weren't doing three years ago and you gotta, 
if you like that, which I do, I love it, man. Like there's there's not anything I like more than that, honestly. So you got to cut out some of this other stuff that you're not you're not currently winning at a high level. Hey, yeah, you may be, you know, this may be to put it in again entrepreneur term. Hey, this may be a five percent profit margin area over here, Josh. But this area over here, you're excited about, and it's got a much higher like ROI on it. Like long term yes. too, man. Like big time. Yes. And so some of this stuff for me and going into the president, again, why this year is hard is I gotta give up some things that I truly enjoyed for the opportunity to chase some things that I'm truly like passionate about. And it's like this is beyond this dude, this is like preparation, um, to some degree, you know, practical professionalism aspect to it, to to passion, to purpose. This is like the full, you know, the, the run of the full gauntlet for me being able to do these things. A long time desire in my heart to be coaching and that stuff. And to be able to do it both within, again, I'm talking about kid sports, but also being able to dedicate and focus more time going into next year on doing that for other entrepreneurs, you know, and, and being more specific with some things I want to do there. Uh, and then within the industry, I've found the most success in. For me, you know, with doing the, the cleaning company was the one thing I never wanted to do. It was, and we'll go, this is a good story. And kind of the stronger business too. Um, when we started stronger business, and in the original podcast as the Entrepreneur Adventure, and we were like, I remember having a conversation. We were trying for probably a week or two to come up with these monikers for for each other, you know. And again, I, I like to say the, oh, the nicknames. Yeah, yeah, man. I was like, I really wanted Johnny Cash Flow for you, but somehow man, there's it. some good ones floating around yeah. there. And Serial CFO was born in that. In that it time, was, exactly. which is awesome, and to see what you've been able to do with that, because people like they know they know that. Yeah, Serial CFO, absolutely. They, yeah, they know it. They talk about it. You just have crushed it with that that name that really came about because we had the idea of coming up with nicknames. How do we have nicknames for our podcast? Yeah. So the first one I had when we were starting, and I changed it last minute, like before the first episode that we recorded, I was, hey man, I'm changing. It. Here's what it's gonna be. Mine was six figure cleaner. Yeah, I, I thought it sounded cool. It was I awesome, yes. It. And it was industry specific, but I was like, ah, I just don't want to be the cleaning guy, man. <laughs> you know. And so I shifted to side gig profit because our whole cleaning company was built on creating side gig opportunities for people. Um, I, you know, my the play on profit. Yeah, yeah, it was just oh, everything. Yeah. It was just it was a cool name, but I lost my passion point for that. And and but the six figure cleaner thing never I never did. And so I've had the opportunity the last year to coach people in the industry, and I realized I'm like. I know this stuff and I enjoy it. And so the thing that I always wanted to avoid to, I mean, just the reason we, you and me are partners in the cleaning company is because I was trying to leverage a way out of being and having to be in the day-to-day of that business. I'm mm-hmm. like, I want a passive income stream just on the side. I got to think about and Nobody even knows I got it. Yep. And 2018 into 2018, I felt like God was like, just go all in over here. Just get all in, and and we've both been blessed from you know from that, and so it's just kind of funny how it all turns, and it's like okay, so now I'm going to be coaching people within the cleaning industry, and I need to dedicate more time to it because there's just a there's an opportunity for me there to be a blessing to others and to win, and then also to be able to focus on do, being a coach with my with my kids because I'm being Kilmer launching and starting a uh, start from scratch here, so this is going to be fun, but a middle school soccer program for the boys oh no way yeah. middle school soccer team for boys at our kids school my son's school because they don't have a soccer program i was like well i want them to have a soccer program that's his sport that's what he likes like let's that's do it. awesome yeah so dude yes opportunity came about so going to 2023 we're, <laughs> we're gonna be middle school boys soccer coaches and um you know again so finding those things and doing that you have to be able to say like all right, well, here's some high some high yield returns, right? This is this is something for me. I've talked before about like I had this guy, Coach Keith, 
I call him Coach Keith moments. But Coach Keith, he was he was somebody who planted a seed of leadership in me when I was 10 years old. Can say, and I want you to be the Terry Pendleton of our of our baseball team back when the Braves were you know going to the World Series for the first time in forever. And it is that always in me. I'm like, I want to do that for other people, man. I want to do that for other kids. I want to be able to have those Coach Keith conversations with other professionals. And so it's led me to be like, all right, I gotta I gotta start shaving out everything that doesn't create the opportunity for greatness for me, which again, hard. And you get rid of some things that you're like, ah, you know what? 36 hours later or 72 hours later, I felt good about that one. And there's some other things you're like, oh, still kind of sucks. But it's the transition that we didn't make. So that's where I find myself for 20, going into 2023. All right. I want to pause here for our listener. And I want these conversations we've had here, for me, they've identified five different tips that I think are tremendously valuable to our listeners right now that I want to walk back through. Number one is what you just mentioned with six-figure cleaner and what you want to do from coaching and the cleaning industry side of things and business owners that want to get out of the day-to-day of their cleaning. Like, I cannot recommend – I don't – I ignored this. Seriously, for 22 years, I ignored this. I did not agree with it. I. It has took me banging my head against the wall – and just putting myself through the ringer of businesses and growth and different models to realize this. And, and it, what you're doing represents uh, this in such a defined way. It's awesome. Niching down in mm-hmm. what you're doing. Like, I've heard that over and over. I've listened to podcasts on that. We've had guests on here talk about that. Like, niche down and down. And, like, funnel down so far. Like, hey, there's... There's somebody out there that that is a consultant for butterfly breeding. What like that? There's somebody making a million dollars and got a million followers. On it. Like <laughs> you can't niche down far enough. Like the further you niche down, the more of an expert you are, the more experience you can get there, or you already have there. And that's for me. That's just been the place of like the transition of like man, I've been able to really like take the tax side and tax knowledge and trying to serve everybody and everything. How do we, how do we niche it down and niche it down to just strictly serving? I don't do taxes for everybody. We don't do accounting. We don't do sales tax. We don't do payroll. We don't do all this other stuff. We don't do your mama's taxes or your kids taxes. We, we do business owners and entrepreneurs. Like Uh we're building an entire firm. That is all we're doing. We're saying no to everything else. And it really gives us an opportunity to build something different, to build something unique to systematize, to be the best at what we do. And when we do research and have time and we spend time doing that, we know exactly what we're looking for and exactly how to guide and train and help our clients. And the same thing for you. You're there there's consultants and there's business and there's entrepreneurship and there's all sorts of different things of culture and hiring, but you have niched that all the way down to the six figure cleaner model and that piece of coaching and consulting and it's I that shit that holds so much value and I and I don't know if you feel this way but it's it's just so clear to me now that and I'm two months into this thing of this transition I'm like oh my god this is the greatest thing ever uh-huh. there's just so much clarity yeah and and you knew but the, I think the interesting thing for both of us is that for years this has been something that we're like this is the direction that we should go, right? Like you kind of know, you just have been, you know, you're fighting to make that decision. Mm-hmm. It takes it takes time because you have to give something up to, to go to the next level. Like you cannot get to the next level 
doing it the same way that you've done it. It's going to require some sacrifice. You had to sacrifice again. A lot of these client relationships for you, yeah, that you've had. Like, there's a pain point. They get you got to give that up in order for you to really pursue where your true giftedness and passion lies. And that's a, so. That's the other tip I want to leave this part of the conversation with our audience is sacrifice. Mm. Kevin Scott summed this up better yeah. than anything else in his eight essentials. Like he called them what? eight essential exchanges. Essential exchange. You have to exchange, which it means yeah. sacrifice. You cannot make these good to great transitions. You can't make these niche business decisions without sacrificing something. And knowing, identifying, I know I am going to have these obstacles. I know I'm going to have these sacrifices I'm going to have to make. For me, it was, I know I'm going to have to sacrifice emotionally how I feel about unwinding 20 years of relationships with 1,500 different people or whatever it may be on a business level of, of serving and clients. Um, also, I got to know I'm going to sacrifice probably six to 12 months of time. I've got to like put in more time than I ever have. I got to put in more focus. I got to be more strategic on exactly what I'm doing, building something new, doing something different. There's, there's not a roadmap. There's not a guide for this. I got to figure it out. And so I had to be okay saying, you know what, I'm building something new. I'm doing something different. I'm transitioning out, transitioning to something. I got a bit of sacrifice 15 hours a day to this because that's what it's mm-hmm. going to take to get through this. And I've identified this is what I need to do. And same thing for you. you you're sacrificing things that are good, relationships, um, some ego stuff there of what oh, you sure. thought you wanted to do. To a what ton you of ego stuff. Figure awesome. out, yeah, hey, this is what I, what I truly care about doing, um, which kind of comes back to me into the next thing I, I'd like to share from a tip standpoint for our audience is the ego side. Mm-hmm. Um Sally Holder helped me recognize this more. Uh, I would not be make in the place I am right now were it not for Sally and her helping me check my ego and some of these transitions and changes. She's really good at, at ego checks. Oh, she? boy, she is. She puts me in my place, <laughs> puts everybody in their place, which is awesome. We need that yeah, sometimes for sure. as, as entrepreneurs and business owners. For me, it was so much of an ego piece of like, man, I can't make a change. I can't do what I love. I, I've got these – I've got – 1,500, 2,000 clients that I've served for 20 years. What they will people me think money. of me? What will they think? And yep. Sally's like, you're not the end-all, be-all to tax returns. They mm-hmm. will find somebody else in three months, and they will forget about you. Like, check yeah. your ego. You're not the world's best tax person, especially for the clients you shouldn't even be serving anyway. You're doing them an injustice by serving them not as great as they could be served because mm-hmm. you don't you're not passionate about that type of client or that type of model. So just because you can doesn't mean you should. And you think all these people are gonna go home and cry for a week because you're not doing their taxes yeah. anymore. They don't care. They don't care. They're not even thinking about there, you. There's fifteen hundred other tax people out there that'll happily take them on and serve them well and they're gonna be fine. It's yeah. not a for you to win, they have to lose. And and that that was just ego for me. I thought it was like loyalty to clients. I thought it was like a piece of like relationship and business, but it was just checking my ego and saying, you know what? At the end of the day, I'm not that important yeah. to majority of the people mm-hmm. I serve. I do a great job and I care a lot and I'm emotionally invested into it, but this is not the end all be all yeah. of like people's existence for their tax account. Hey, and it's not just people with 
with hairstyles like you that struggle with this. I mean, this is like a lot of people. Most entrepreneurs, they're like, if I'm not doing it, and it may be like where they're serving their client or whether they're doing the work themselves versus letting someone else on their team do something. If I'm not doing it, it's going to have this, this like, they're going to be, you're going to be all right. You yeah, know, like Sam Walton didn't check you out at Walmart the other day. No, that's exactly freaking right. machine did. Yeah, <laughs> and the person who's checking you out is probably better than Sam Walton would be at yes, checking you out. Like for yeah. sure, for yeah, sure. You, and that's that ego piece. I think for so many entrepreneurs and listeners and business owners is like, man, it's so hard. But but you've got to check your ego and you've got to like realize you're not the end all be all. You can make transitions and changes. Not it not be near as big a deal as you're telling yourself in your mind that it is because we like to feed our own egos and mm-hmm. and those changes. Um, I think the other the other thing for me I've learned this year as we make these changes and as we do these things, especially as we're getting into higher levels of challenges and and higher levels of success and what we're doing in transition in our business and personal and investment life. There's a lot of unknowns, and there's unknowns. I've been faced with more things I didn't know how to handle that I really, this year, that I really had to lean on my experience and knowledge of what I've learned and be able to apply it. I'm doing a lot of things, engaged in a lot of things now that I just, I can't control. I can't muscle through or I can't figure out. It takes 20-something years of experience and patience and knowledge to kind of navigate some of these orders. It's like you starting a soccer program. Have you have you ever started a soccer program before? I have no idea. Have you ever doing. have you ever started anything inside of a, a program or a school or athletics? Uh, what challenges are you going to have to face and what things are you going to have to figure out? Mm-hmm. A lot of them you're not going to have any control over. It's it's oh, yeah. red tape. It's mm-hmm. administrations. It's other stuff. And, and if I, think, I knew the answer to those questions, I probably wouldn't be doing it. That's exactly right. So yeah. so you're going to have to go into something with really no idea what it's going to look like and not the control to pull stuff through or muscle stuff through. You're mm-hmm. going to have to depend on patience and other people oh, and from, yeah. relationships and cooperation. Yeah. I'm and not so starting this That is something yeah. that I think is as we do these things, engage in these bigger different areas and make bigger differences you gotta you gotta know you're going into this unknown territory of hey all i can do is rely on my knowledge and experience and what i've learned in the past to be able to navigate me through these waters i know that view on that mountain that i want to look out off of and i know what where i want to be on that mountain but i ain't got the slightest clue what what's going to be in the way from here to there Man, taking that back to the number one, as a dad, you know, and especially with two little girls, I heard this song called "Into the Unknown" from, from the Frozen, <laughs> yeah. from one of the Frozen yeah. soundtracks. It just popped in my head. <laughs> but for you, with recently, you know, you you got the red hat from doing the the twenty nine and twenty nine Everesting uh-huh. thing that you did, and you knew that was going to be hard, but you had no idea. You were going into the unknown because you wanted that red hat, you wanted that experience, you wanted that achievement. You know, so you were willing to. Honestly, this is kind of funny too because it kind of they kind of go to, together. But you're willing to check your ego enough to say like, I might fail at this miserably, you know. I'm gonna, but I'm gonna go into the unknown because I want to have this experience. And so my odds of failing are just as good as my odds of succeeding. Oh, there's a fifty percent sure. chance on yeah, either side of this thing. Really yeah. high likelihood because you did something yeah. really hard, and there was no way for you to know how hard it was gonna be to do it before you did it. And I think that sometimes we find ourselves in these situations, which you're saying too. Honestly, from the soccer program's perspective, Mike, there's gonna be I'm gonna I know I'm gonna fail. I know I'm going to screw some stuff up. I know I'm going to look stupid. 
because there's because again, I'm, there's gonna be some things I don't know. I don't even know that I'm supposed to know it, right? Yeah, that's exactly right. But the overall goal of what I want to accomplish is worth it, right? Yeah. Like I know that. Yeah. I'm like, hey, I know what I know what the motivation. Like I know what it is. What I'm wanting to accomplish and achieve here is worth whatever screw up I have. It's worth the ego check. It's worth the Hey, something's coming up. Something's gonna ambush me at some point. Don't know what it is, but I'm just gonna make it through it. It's worth all those things, and I know it. Yeah, you know what you want to build, but you have no earthly idea what you're gonna face together or how long it's gonna take. I mean, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll tell you for us. I mean, this is to paint this picture of just how drastic this can be. Uh, Lauren, Rain, and I are building something called the Athenian here in Athens. We we have a property downtown. It's the third oldest house in Athens. Uh, we're doing this boutique little hotel guest house in. I thought we would be open by football season. That was September. Keep in mind, we're December 30th right now. I thought we would be open, furnished, have seven of the 12 suites available by football season 2022. It is December right now. I don't even have the permits in my hand to start construction. I am six months in to a permit process with cities and health departments uh-huh. and architects and parking and do like there's so much I didn't know. And I was an idiot. I'm like, yeah, I can do the construction. Yeah, I'm ready. Let's roll. I know I'll... there was so much I didn't know. There's so much. And now here we are. 10 months into this thing, I ain't even drove a nail yet. And I thought we'd have been open for three months. You so, lost so much money on that. So the dogs are so good that you would have killed it. I, that's exactly right. Don't National start counting that money. Football season. So, uh, but, but we know where we want to go. It's, it's something that's really exciting, and, and it is a huge piece of our future. But we didn't know what we didn't know, and we didn't know what we're up against, so we had to figure it out along the way, and we had to be able to adapt and pivot and move. And it's turned out to be a huge blessing, and it's turned into so many different other components of it where just like you talk about the 29029 and the red hat, we arrived in Vermont on Wednesday, and I said right then, hey, you know what, if this event was canceled, these last six months have been worth it. What I've learned through the training, what I've learned through the process, what we've accomplished already before the event even happened has been worth it. And it's kind of the same way in business and mm-hmm. in life and things we're going through. It's the journey can be worth it if you're able to emotionally and mentally deal with it and accept and understand kind of those unknowns. And and the blessing of the unknown, you said blessing from the standpoint of the current situation with the house. The blessing of the unknown. Had you known you would face the resistance that you faced, you never would have done this. Never would have done it. But you know as well as I know, the end result of this will be so much. It'll be worth more than you thought it would have been. Like you'll this will this will be a greater achievement than you previously imagined. The reason you started doing it, the blessing you're truly going to receive from this will be beyond that. But you never would have done it. If you would have known the unknown, if you'd yeah. known the difficulty, if oh, you'd known no the challenges, way. You well, this doesn't it. make sense. There's mm-hmm. no way I want to go through this or yep. do this. But then you get into it, and there's different points along. You're like, man, I'm never doing this again. Mm-hmm. Or like, we should go find the next one. Yep. And you know, we know what we're doing now. Emotional <laughs> roller coaster. And so it's uh, <laughs> it's interesting, man. I think for me, you know, the there's the ego side of learning how to check my ego and and deal with that and some of these transitions. 
There's being able to accept the unknown side of when you start or do these harder things or level up. You just don't know what you don't know, and you got to accept that and be okay with that. Um, there's the the time piece of just learning how important our time is and and figuring out how do we transition from good to great or showing up to do what we love with our time or freeing up our time to do what we love. There's the sacrifice, knowing to accomplish great things, to make changes, to live a better life. We've got to sacrifice in certain places and understanding, accepting that. And then there's really niching down into what we love to do, who we love to serve, or what we want our life to look like. And I think that that niche part of of that piece of it's been something that a few people has been really integral this year and helped me understand that, which is awesome. And man, interesting thing for that to me, Chad, is that it ain't like we never heard niche down until 2022. No, I agree. We've heard it our entire lives, right, for as professionals. But getting yourself to where you can you can start saying no. Uh, I think the entrepreneurial curse is just saying yes to too much and Johnny Odd syndrome and not being able to pass on the opportunities. Because you can. Because a lot of us are good enough to do a lot of different things. And it comes back to just because you can doesn't mean you should. I know I figured out for me, I wonder – I, there's a lot of things I am not good at at all. There's a lot of things I fail at tremendously and have a lot of struggles as a business owner entrepreneur. But the one thing I'm really gifted at, I'm gifted at making money. Mm-hmm. And that has somewhat been a blessing and a curse along the entrepreneurial journey of I can make money in a lot of different ways and figuring out, hey, just because I can doesn't mean I should. I need to yeah. I need to give up nine ways I can make money to focus on the one way I love making money. Yep. And at the end of the day, do I do I want to make a ton of money? And it sucks to go to work every day, and my quality of life's not amazing. Or do I want to make a ton of money doing what I love? And even if I don't, I'm showing up doing what I love every day. That's mm-hmm. way better. Yeah, for sure. And it is interesting, right? Because it's like, you know, well, for for your highest level of success from a entrepreneurial standpoint, you have got to condition yourself specifically to you, Chad Brown, to walk by dollar bills consistently just to walk by dollar bills because there's hundred dollar bills to pick up. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like there's an unlimited amount of hundred dollar bills to pick up. They're just like fewer and far between. Mm-hmm. And the time it takes to pick up the hundred dollar bills is far less than the time it takes to pick up one hundred That's the crazy bills, thing. Yeah. Right? That's the but it's hard to walk there. by I the like freaking that. dollar yeah. bills, man. You're like I'm leaving money on the ground. It's like <laughs> Yes, in the short term you are. But yeah. if, if you use your time effectively and efficiently, you're going to pick up way more money. You just got to walk five steps between them yeah. instead of spending time on your hands and knees, right? So which is easier? Which is more profitable? But, man, a good – all of us, man, and we're saying about you, but for all of us, every entrepreneur I talk to, with very rare exception, has the same challenge, the same problem. I'm leaving money on the table. No, you're not. Abundance you're, mindset. You're Abundance gaining more mindset. money. Yes. There is money everywhere. Oh, dude. You Don't. can make money – Again, you can make money being a butterfly breeding consultant. Mm-hmm. Like that exists out there. Somebody's making a lot of money yep. doing that job. There's so many different ways to make money from that. You just got to get yourself that abundance mindset. It's crazy. I like the five tips, man. I think that's really good. So you understand the value of your time. You got to understand that you got to make some sacrifices. You, you're, I heard this guy I've liked for years and follow him online. Never met him in person. His name's John Melton. He, he says it all the time. He's like, your ego is not your amigo. You know, it's like, <laughs> it ain't your friend, man. But realizing that you have, you got to have your ego checked. Uh, being willing to go into the unknown, you know, no, embracing that you're not going to know it all. And you got to lean on your 
um, what you've learned and then maybe, you know, what you're going to learn. And so hopefully some people can help you out and then niching down. I'd add one thing to this and, and you said you, you made reference to it, but it, it is having mentors and coaches, coaches. Oh man. And yes. man, if you can't pay for one to start with, I get yes. it. But find, put yourself in the environment, put yourself around people that you give authority, which means that you place yourself under like you submit to them in certain things because you're like hey they see something i'm going to give them my listening ear they can speak into my life they can criticize me i'm giving them permission you can say something to me that hurts my feelings because i think that you have a you're looking at something bigger for me having the coaches in place in your life the mentors whether they're paid or not uh there is something i think that when we when we pay we pay attention so when you're investing money in a coach then you're probably going to listen better than if it's just your friends saying it to you and your spouse. The funny thing is that most often what happens is that your coach just says the same things that your spouse has been saying. <laughs> and then you come back and tell your spouse, Hey, they said this. And your spouse, you know, if they can, once they pry their hands off of your throat, cause they're like, I've been telling you that for two years, but it's, it's, it's funny how often that, that, that matches I, up. I cannot agree with you enough and a hundred percent contribute what's going to be the most successful things in my life that's come out of this year to hiring a mentor or coach or multiple. I'm paying for a millionaire mastermind. I'm paying for a coach. I'm paying to be involved in a high level syndicate group. Like I'm spending way more money than I, I'm spending more money on coaches right now than I made my first five years in business of being as an accountant as a salary. Like I'm spending a tremendous amount of time and money there and it is the best decisions I have ever made. And it, I, there's no way I can explain or justify it on the front end of how it all works. But, man, it's it's truly life-changing. And I just I could not agree with that anymore or recommend on some level get involved with somebody that's not afraid to tell you stuff or coach or mentor you and doesn't necessarily care about being your friend or how your feelings are like getting a unbiased third party opinion of like entrepreneurship, business life, all those things that has some education and knowledge or experience. Mm. in that is, is huge. I mean, it's, I would not have done half of what I've accomplished this year or set in motion were it not for coaches or mentors. And I think you, this'll make sense to you too. And I think this is again, for most people that are find themselves successful as entrepreneurs, um, I know for me and you personally, we spend more money now on coaching than we spent on housing on the earlier parts of our career. Oh, absolutely. Right. I spend more on coaching right now than my mortgage payment every year. Boy, I spend twice as much. Yep. I mean, that's how crazy it is. I'm mm -hmm. a freaking cheap accountant. I hate monthly subscriptions. I hate money going out of my account monthly. But I will 100%, I will have a coach for the rest of my life yeah. on the business side. And I'm a dude... It's been in business 22 years. I've owned over 20 different businesses. I've started and sold businesses. I've, mm -hmm. I was my own worst enemy, like helping me get out of my way and just getting checked at the door for some things yeah. and realizing some things is huge. Yeah. And, and the thing is, is that like you recognize that the money you're spending on coaching is actually worth more than, than your house. Yeah. And, and here's the crazy thing. I... In my life right now, there's been a lot of change, there's been a lot of transition, a lot going this year. I've had more sacrifice and less time than I ever have. I am right now spending a minimum of 10 hours a week 
on mentoring or education in those spaces, mm-hmm. either coaching or masterminds or business podcasts or videos or courses. I've done that for the past three years, and I, I was thinking about it. You know, it is Spotify wrapped and stuff. I was looking at some of that stuff, and I'm like, you know what? I've got at this point in the last three years almost 2,000 hours of education in courses and coaching and mentorship that's a 40 hour a week job for the entire year like Mm -hmm. the amount of knowledge and experience and mindset and training and just emotional intelligence I've gained over the past three years by doing that and consistently doing it for 10 plus hours a week has been life-changing like it's crazy how much more equipped I am to navigate some of these things because of that yeah, it's really cool, isn't it? Yeah, it's awesome. It's you, wild. You find yourself wanting to carve out more time to dedicate. Yeah, to I just want to do more. Yeah. I agree. I want I want to like absorb and mm. gain and implement that much more stuff because it just it helps you reach. Not only does it help you reach higher levels of success and make better decisions and become much smarter and much more educated in what you do and an expert in business and getting out of your own way. There's confidence. There's less stress there's just a lot of clarity that comes with it which i think is really cool yeah seven habits of highly effective people habit seven stephen covey says is sharpen the saw and that's what we're talking about is we're saying like oh my gosh if we can hone our skills if we could spend more time sharpening the saw just getting better then gosh we can we can do way more we can provide more value faster right so it's, it's funny to see how that goes in our careers and and then too when you're you know when you're 20 years into something, you hopefully you'd be, you be pretty decent at it, right? Yeah. So when you can make incremental changes when you're already that good, like, you can get way better. You can provide a ton more value with just small incremental changes mm-hmm. and because you got so much experience built into it. So it's really cool the way that works. So let's talk about some big changes with Stronger Business. Um, this has been a phenomenal year for Stronger Business. I think this has been the best year for Stronger Business. We, we, we set out. We did this thing. We're like, we're going to do 100 episodes. And we're going to see what happens next. Like, we'll just, yeah. we'll just get 100. And we're over 120 episodes. I mean, we've gone above and beyond what we said we would do. Uh, this year's Stronger Business Summit was best by, ever. I mean, just best the, ever. The, yeah. everybody that's been to more, more than one, they say that. It was awesome. It's amazing. They want contact information on the speakers so they can book them for their companies or for their associations and for, you know, all the things. It was just a, it was a crazy awesome year. Um, I think we've had a lot of success with what we're doing with Stronger Business. And a lot of changes and all these things too, right? And then so for the you know, the present and going into the future, one of the things we did recently was right after Stronger Business, man. And this was an agonizing thing for me. And I was like, I spent like tears, man. I was walking down the road and just crying, trying to figure out. I mean, in all serious, I mean, <laughs> yeah. one day walking with Kim and I'm just like broke down weeping, man. Like, like embarrassingly so, right? Like just <laughs> tears, right? And I'm like, I can barely hold my composure. But realizing for me that the, that the, the time at Stronger Business from the level I've been at it was was needing to come to a close because of some of the other things we talked about. Because with the age of my kids and the you know the amount of time, people don't understand how much time actually goes into this thing. Like, it's a ridiculous amount of, of effort just doing the podcast, much less doing the Summit stuff. But I recognize for me to be able to really chase down my, where my greatness truly lies, I couldn't keep doing Stronger Business at the level that I was doing it. And so you and I had a conversation where I was like, hey, man, here's I, 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 can't, I can't do this anymore. And here's, you know, I'm, I'm going to be the number one fan of Stronger Business. And here's some ideas on, you know, I could see it moving forward and all this, but like I got to move on, move on from doing it the way we've done it, which again was an incredibly difficult thing to get to. It, and it was honestly mounting for months for me where I realized it, but I just didn't mm-hmm. want to accept it, you know. And we had that conversation and made that decision. And um, 
you know, again, that's a hard thing because this has been a blast. This has been fun. I think for me personally, I was like, no, this isn't the level in the area of, for, for me personally, of like my strengths and gifts and stuff like that. So it's not saying, oh, this sucks. Let me leave it. It's like, no, nah, this is actually an area of strength and area of opportunity. But, you know, there's a certain level of, let's say, profit margin that's here for me. And it's like, if I take that same time, time, effort, resources, you know, and dedicate over these things, these are higher yield opportunities for Josh Melton to be, only, who only Josh Melton can be, and to get the greatest return from, from a, I think, a legacy standpoint for me. It's, again, gut-wrenching, but realizing like I got to make that decision like it was difficult for me so a big stronger business change you know and challenge but the thing is I think that's super cool for me Chad is to say man we've done together some like awesome things with this and we did everything we set out to do from a partnership standpoint and doing it and so uh you know it hurts to say it but at the same time I think for me you know in this one wasn't wasn't a 72 hour thing this was more of like it took a couple weeks to really be like Nah, this was the right thing, you know, to, yeah. to feel okay with it. But making that decision and, and deciding that, you know, that I would still be a part whenever, whether there's opportunity for stronger business, but from the standpoint of you and me, of stronger business being Josh and Chad and all the stuff that we'd done, that that time was, was coming to a close. Yeah. And I think that's something that uh, you and I kind of battled with off and on of this year of stronger business, it being really awesome and so important. And, life-changing to a lot of different connections and people involved and just so much support and things that's come along with it. It's been really awesome of what it's accomplished over the last three years and the, the summit and the podcast and the events and the connections and the pieces in the community. And God, it's, it's way more than we ever dreamed. Mm-hmm. And we're 123 episodes into a podcast that people listen to every week and has a large following and has a huge audience. And it's is something that's great. It's, it's great for us. It's great for the community. There's people we're connecting with, but also too, it's a, it is sacrificing a lot of other things. And I think it, I see a couple of things that has happened this year in these realizations of like good to great or great to greater is, man, this is, this is in your wheelhouse of, of expertise and skill set gift. And, and, but also too, it's, two to 300 hours a year of time. Mm -hmm. And when you look at that and you think about, man, my goals in life and what I want to do and and what I want to grow and build and and things, that's, you can't put a price on that. You you know, that's extremely valuable and something you can't replace. And then too, I think you and I figured out through this is some of the things that we want to build or we want to do, we come from from a different direction. There's different different approaches and different values and different things that line up. Whereas as when we're both trying to put in energy, there's a push and pull of where we're trying to take this thing and figure out and said, Hey, you know what? Let's look at this thing and, and make some decisions with it. This a win for everybody and continues to propel us in the direction of success that we want to go personally and professionally. And, and talk about like such an awesome place of where we're at and where we're able to leverage personally and professionally from here inside of stronger business outside of stronger business and just continuing to support each other in future endeavors and what that looks like and what we do even you saying hey you know what being the weekly host or co-host or whatever we go back and forth with of of, uh the stronger business podcast and stronger business brand and 
and the future of it, uh, you know, is not something I want to be engaged in uh, with the Josh and Chad format like we have. That's hard. It's hard for me. It's a, you know, something that really like put me on my heels. And I know it's hard for you and it's mm-hmm. emotional. It's emotional for everything involved. But we know for both of us, that's not a bad thing. This is something that's going to be awesome for yeah. everybody and everything. And, all help us reach higher levels of success together in so many different ways and a perfect example of a reflection of what we figured out and what we learned from the past couple of years of business and mentorships and coaching. Yeah, and you, as you go through your things too, you're talking about the value of time, sacrifice, ego, into the unknown, niching yeah. down, like all those things factor into this too, right? And so as we're saying that, stronger business isn't going away. Nope. Stronger business has a future. This is not the last time you'll hear this Josh Melton's voice that's right. on the Stronger Business Podcast. This isn't, or you know, this isn't a you know, a divorce, you know. And I'll, but think about too. I was going to say this earlier, I forgot. But like when you go into business with somebody, like no, there's not a preacher that holds a Bible and says, "Till death do you part." Right? Like, <laughs> that's it, right. It, it, that's not part of the way this works. You know, you do things, and when it comes to business, it's a seasonal thing. And so, I'm still, you know, I will maintain. I'll be the number one fan of the Stronger Business brand. I'll still be on the Stronger Business podcast from time to time. But for Josh and for Chad, and we're trying to build it as a, you know, kind of a co-thing, well, our travels take us different places now. You know, you're at the, yeah. you're, I don't even know where you are half the time. But, you know, but, but for me too, we're talking about starting a soccer program. I was like, well, with the time that we do our weekly podcast the last couple of years, like that time no longer becomes available to me. I can't be there for that time. So the commitment and time, and again, this ends up being a sacrifice for us both to say like, Hey, what we've built and what we've done, it's been amazing. It's been fun, but that no longer becomes the best use of our time as far as in jointly. We can't make that make sense moving forward. So we're going to change it up some. So, so again, I'm still around stronger business brand, but I will not be at a, you know, the level that I have been, but tell us a little bit about maybe what we can expect for the stronger business podcast and stronger business brand moving right. into 2023. Yeah. And, and I'm excited. Uh, I'm I'm heartbroken and emotional about us not doing this together every week, but us also supporting each other in different ways and in different endeavors and still doing a lot of stuff together, even inside of the Stronger Business brand. But also, too, I thrive on change. I, As an entrepreneur, as a business owner, I just love change. Oh, yeah. I love trial and error change. It creates and, opportunity. When and kind of comes back to, you know, as long as you can win 80% of the time. You know, mm-hmm. that's a huge success metric for me in business and entrepreneurship. So, we're about to go into a season of change for Stronger Business, and it's super exciting. And I like this, like, really invigorates me and, and pushes me to a level of, like, wanting to engage and do some different things and blank slate this thing. So here's what it looks like. The weekly podcast will continue. We're going to do some really cool stuff. We're going to shorten it down a little bit. We're going to get away from these long, drawn-out podcasts like we're doing right now, or these two-part episodes we do sometimes. <laughs> I want to take it down to a 20-minute to 30-minute at most episode. They're going to be more fun, more tactical, more knowing what you can expect as a listener and audience, knowing like what takeaways and questions you're going to get each time, and just go into it knowing, hey, I got 20 or 25 minutes. I can engage with the Stronger Business Podcast. Man, I'm going to have some fun doing it, uh-huh. and I'm going to have some key things I know what to expect and take away from every guest, every episode. I'm going to do something super fun. I want to have a revolving co-host model where there's four or five people that show up as co-hosts as we go along this journey for the next year. And you're going to get different personalities. You're going to get different engagement. Uh, just mix it up a little bit. And 
We'll have some female co-hosts. We'll have some male co-hosts. We'll have you coming back to co-host, and uh, we're going to continue to have guests. Which will be really cool for me because I've never actually co-hosted this show before. I've only served <laughs> as right. the host. It's going to be new. Right. It's going to be fun. And, and here's something that kind of lines up, too, with what this, this change gives the opportunity to do for Stronger Business and, and for me, I think – I think two things will happen. I think having shorter episodes will be able to get much bigger guests and people that can provide way more experience and value to our audience. I think when we ask somebody for 20 minutes of their time, that's way easier than for an hour, an hour and a half of their time. So we're going to be able to bring you guests on such a higher level and experience. It's going to be you know, just so much uh, value and things we're going to try to bring from that level of who we have on. And then we're going to take this thing on the road. Um, me being able to get away from necessarily the scheduled side of you and I and Justin and Kate having to coordinate yeah. four of us every week at the same time. These things are mobile. These mics are mobile. These computers are mobile. I travel a lot. How do I take this thing on the road? Mm-hmm. How do I take it with us and find new people in new places that we can gain access to for our audience and just continue to help people reach higher levels of success to get stronger in what they do? I should have, I should have already apologized about this before, but I just, man, I understand that Justin and Kate have been huge anchors holding you back. <laughs> and I just, that's my fault. But I say, all, I say all this to say there's two people sitting over here, one, two, computers, some other cords, all sorts of stuff, lighting, cameras, monitors, all this stuff. We don't have to have all that stuff, but we have to have the people and at least a lot of that going on back there. I have no idea right now how to work any of that. So there's a lot of training that's got to go on in the next like two days of Stronger Business for me to even bring you another episode. So, uh, And that's I think that's the piece to understand is – we're geez man we're three years into this podcast yeah, at this point recording from us and we got four people in this room that put in two to three hours a week oh, i mean yeah. you're, you're talking mm-hmm. about 12 hours a week not even counting summits events websites mm-hmm. social you know all the things that go along with it um editing and so we love doing this it is truly a passion for what we do and, and we do not want to stop that but we do figure out hey how do we change how do we make it more efficient how do we do some things different, pursue some different things? And that's that's part of this. And kind of same thing with this summit. The summit is freaking amazing. We just had our best ever, best year ever with the summit. But this gives, also gives us a chance to blank slate this thing and yeah. say, you know what, how do we niche it down? How do we make it more valuable? How do we serve more of the right people instead of trying to serve everybody? And that's something that's coming for 2023 too. The summit's going to be different. We're not going to do the same thing the same ways. And that creates a little bit of risk with that trial and error model, mm-hmm. but that's just something that excites us all as business owners, entrepreneurs, pushes us to change, to level up, to adapt, and to uh, build things better. So that is what you can expect from the Stronger Business Podcast, the Stronger Business Brand. Tell us what to expect from Josh Melton. What's 2023 going to bring us? Where do we find you? Where do we connect? Tell us yeah. more. So you'll see more of the six-figure cleaner brand. Yeah. Um, and again, I say you'll see, but, you know, it's, it's the, the idea here is niching down. It's not in yeah. trying to make everybody that's listening to Stronger Business. There should be – I try to make sure that no other cleaning companies could listen to Stronger Business. I don't know if this affects <laughs> anybody in our audience. Uh, no, but, you know, you'll see more for me being niched down into the industry because I think that, you know, I've at this point from being around it for, you know, almost 20 years now, my ability to, to – to believe in others and to hopefully help them believe in themselves is at a higher level there than it is in general business. Not that I can't serve well in general business, but like, well, I, you know, the level of authority I have in that industry is a lot higher. 
So you'll see that. And then also, man, there's something, you know, from a local standpoint, for those that are around Athens, you know, for the last, I think it's, gosh, all coming up on six years now. You know, we've been running 12-2. We we're in this live events before COVID. And then, you know, as far as it's been, everything's been virtual. So you'll see a little bit more of the 12-2 brand pop up here and there. And, man, honestly, this is kind of the cool thing, Chad, for both of those levels. And this is what, again, passionate for me is is about coaching and leadership development, the earliest part of my entrepreneur adventure. It was all in that. And, and everything we've done here, like the reason that this aligned with who I am and my heart and soul is because it was in development, coaching, mentorship. And so from an industry perspective, I'm going to have that, that angle of coaching, development, inspiration. I mean, my, my gift and my curse is that I believe in other people more than they believe in themselves. And if I can get them to believe in themselves at the level I believe in them, the freaking ceiling ain't there, you know? And so from the industry, it'll be through Six Figure Cleaner and more of a local community thing. It'll be through 12-2 versus, you know, from the standpoint of how, trying to empower people to have that belief. But for me, man, I just, I grew up as an entrepreneur with, with, with events and enthusiasm and inspiration and in belief and just pouring in like, believe in yourself, believe in yourself, believe in yourself. And so ultimately for me, that's who I am from Six Figure Cleaner. That's who I've been for 12 too. So you'll see a little bit more of that. And, and that's who I am and coaching these freaking kids, dude. Yeah, I'm, it's Coach Keith moments, man. I'm looking for Coach Keith moments. I'm going to believe in these little guys and little gals as much as I possibly can. And, and hopefully, you know, uh, I, you know what? I'll tell you what, here's the win for me is that 10, 15, 20 years from now, somebody's talking on a microphone or to a hologram or whatever the heck they got these days <laughs> about a Coach Josh moment. Maybe they bring me back from the dead, you know, to talk to him or something. I don't even know. But nah, is to have more of that and finding the avenues for, for um, you know, for me, I get create Coach Josh moments. That, that's what I'm going to be doing in, in whatever area or opportunity I find myself in. So pour myself there. So yeah, 12-2 for your local Athens people. Y'all can still find us there on a consistent basis. Uh, Six-figure cleaner from industry specific. And then find me on the soccer fields all around. Man, I love it, love it, love it. Uh, makes my just heart grow to hear that. And uh, to us continue to engage and connect and, and you join in on the podcast uh, on a monthly or every six-week yeah, level. Also to, find me here on the Stronger Business That's podcast. right. To update us, tell us what's going on, to join in on some of the things going on. And, and to land the plane here for 2022 in this episode – Josh, we like to do something on this podcast called the Max Out Moment. And as you sign off here on the weekly co-host part of Stronger Business over the last three years, what is one thing you can leave our audience with, one takeaway that will apply, that will change their lives, that you have learned through 2022 or the three years with the podcast or your life in business it could be anything from tie your shoes before you go out the door to something life-changing in business. What, What is the one piece of advice you would leave our business owners, entrepreneurs with? The places that you go, the passions that you pursue, are most impacted by the people that you partner with. Whether that is mentors, a leader, somebody to follow, somebody to chase, running buddies, same similar area or strategy or whatever you know stages of life and then people behind you that you can that you can teach that you can bring up behind you that you can teach the lessons that that you learn and in sports we have that right we have coaches you got the you got the veterans you got the rookies right and so everybody has their purpose and and the best of us has all of those so wherever you're going to end up and the passions that you pursue are going to be hugely benefited impacted or held back 
by the people that you choose to partner with. So my max out moment is to make sure in your life, wherever stage of life you find yourself in, that you partner up with people that are going to take you where you want to go. You're going to bring some people with you. You're going to run there with some other folks, and you're going to be following somebody. So my max out moment, man, I hope that will always be my max out moment, is that uh, partner with people that are passionate and will help you pursue you know, fulfilling your purpose in life. Man, I, I love that so much, and I think that just lines up with – everything we've learned and, and what we engage in and who we are and what we teach and, and what we communicate back out of where we see success. I know for me, uh, I'm different than a lot of other people and, and you are as well as I love partnerships. I want a partner in everything I ever do. And that's a lot different than you hear um, from a lot of people that had bad partnership experiences. But I think one thing we have learned, I think this is the cool thing about how we adapt in business and you, you relate to your max out moment is we have coaches Mm-hmm. But the same coach doesn't coach us from peewee all the way up yeah, to the major leagues. Right. We have running buddies. We have teammates. We have partners. But it, it's not – this isn't a to death do you part marriage like mm-hmm. you mentioned. You have different partners. It's okay to adapt and change. Or you know what? You and I, we've got stronger together. But now I want to go play baseball and you want to play soccer. Like That's okay. Yeah. We're going in different directions of where we're growing and partnering and being teammates and getting stronger and having coaches and getting more specialized and niching and where we want to go in the direction. And Man, I think that really that max out moment sums up the entire episode of what we've talked about in the changes. And, dude, this is awesome. I'm excited for the future of both of us. Um, I'm excited for us to connect more and continue doing this. And, you want to sign us off today? Yeah, man. So uh, I just want to let everybody know in the Stronger Business community that we would hope that they would grow stronger and we'll see you at the summit. Stronger business, get ready for the summit. Making big moves, you know that I love it. Build up connections, yeah, we'll support you. Bringing the energy here in Athens, Georgia. Hey, you started with a dream and you got the drive. But no time, cause you're dealing with your nine to five. You got a strong mind, wanna be a leader. Ain't no need to hesitate, this is where you should meet up. Yeah, second guess about a path, then you need help. Cause you wanna take that blessing to somebody else. Take it to the next level, next step. Time to stand out and be different than everybody else. I know you got a passion and you would never give up. Movers and shakers, it's time to grow bigger. Time to network, I'm sure you will love it. Cause you pulled up at the stronger business. Now you caught you listening. This ain't a conference, this is an experience. Let's go. Hey, you don't wanna miss a thing. Time to grow to the level you've been envisioning. Hey, let's go, let's go. Let's go, let's go. Let's go, let's go. Let's go. If you enjoyed this episode of the Stronger Business Podcast, be sure to leave us a review and share it with a friend. You can find us online to connect at strongerbusiness.com or on Instagram and Facebook at Stronger Business. We look forward to hearing from you and we'll see you at the summit.